It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello and welcome to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie filling in for the vacationing WB this week as we bring you our final brand new episode of Southern Race Week Radio before we take a little time off to celebrate the holidays. So we'll have some best of Southern Race Week Radio coming up for you here over the next few weeks before we debut our new season of Southern Race Week Radio in mid-January of 2022 as we set to kick off another season of NHRA, IndyCar Series, as well as NASCAR as well. So hopefully you'll join us over the next few weeks to hear some of our best interviews that we conducted in 2021. So looking forward to that. But we do have, as I mentioned, one more brand new episode of Southern Race Week Radio. We've got another jam-packed guest list joining us this week. In just moments, we'll be speaking with short track drivers Blaze Crawford and Raja Karuth. And then with the NASCAR banquet taking place this weekend in Nashville, we will speak with NASCAR Cup Series. We will speak with NASCAR Truck Series champion Ben Rhodes about his championship this past season. But we kick off this week's episode of Southern Race Week Radio with the lead announcer for the Performance Racing Network, Doug Rice! Yeah! Mr. Rice, uh, thank you so much. We always appreciate taking the time to uh, join us here on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having an enjoyable holiday season, my friend, and enjoying your Thanksgiving and getting ready for the Christmas and New Year's holiday, so uh, thank you so much for taking the time. So we have a lot to cover here, but before we get into the, the latest breaking news of what's going on in the Nashville fairgrounds, I wanted to get your thoughts on the driver shuffling going on right now. We've got some drivers who have hooked up with some rides. We've got some drivers who are right now kind of a question mark of what their future is going to be holding for them. So as far as what we've had up to this date, is anything jumping out at you as far as something you're surprised with or a driver that you're surprised still doesn't have a ride? Uh you know, it seems like that these changes get made sooner now. Uh, it used to be a lot of things transpired in the off season, and I think so much is evolved within marketing a particular driver and sponsor commitments and things like that, that so much of it now gets done ahead of the schedule that it used to be on. Uh, I'm not really shocked by anything. I know a lot of people uh, are curious where Matt Benedetto may land and uh, frankly, I'm a little surprised at that. Matt's, Matt's a fan favorite, but he doesn't really have much of a resume. I mean, if you think about it, he's never won a NASCAR event. And so it's a little bit surprising that he garners all this attention. But, I, you know, we, we knew pretty early on where uh, Harrison Burton was going to land and obviously Austin Sendrick taking over that ride at Penske. That's not a surprise. So uh, I think things have pretty well gone according to plan so far. I think another name that I'm surprised hasn't got any talk about is Ryan Newman because obviously he has an impressive resume and Ryan is still without a ride. So do you think he's going to take a, a, a year or so off to see if anything opens up? Will he go to the Xfinity Series? Will he retire? What are your thoughts on, on what Ryan Newman's next move will be? If I had to bet, uh, I would think Ryan Newman's racing career is probably pretty much done. Uh, he he did not do much at all in the car that he was in this past season. And, um, you know, Ryan Newman's a bit of an anomaly. I think he has 18 career wins. Eight of those came in one season. Uh, and, and any other year, he never had more than two wins. So he's got, he's got a strange resume, and he's been in the sport almost 20 years. But if Ryan doesn't have a sponsor 
to bring along. I don't. I I think his Cup career is done. I now, really do. I think I think it's it's ran its course. Well, uh, Doug, of course, the big news coming out of uh, NASCAR this week is that um, Nashville Fairground Speedway, which was a a big race venue for NASCAR back in the early days of the uh, Winston Cup Series. Uh, what are your thoughts on this news about what's been going on in Nashville Fairgrounds? and the work they're going to do to try to improve the facility and possibly have NASCAR return to that great historic track. Well, Speedway Motorsports, which is the company that I work for, which runs eight, nine speedways now, uh, is committed to doing something at the Fairgrounds Raceway, uh, doing all this upscale improvement. And it's not going to look anything like what it does right now where they ran uh, Tony Stewart's series this past year. Uh, there will be a NASCAR race there. If everything works out with the city and the community group that's kind of asking questions about noise, and if they can get all of that resolved, which I feel like they will, uh, there will be a NASCAR Cup Series racing probably in 23, I would think. NASCAR knows now, I think they've learned one thing, that short tracks have a certain appeal that I don't think they gave credit for. For a while, NASCAR fell in love with these mile-and-a-half racetracks. Everybody built them. And then then I feel like they, they got away from their base. And they want another short track. This is a great racing market. Speedway Motorsports bought two facilities recently. They bought Dover. And uh, with that, they also got the Nashville Super Speedway. So I, they, could, they could move some races around. There's, there are races to be moved to that venue. Now, National Super Speedway also has a, a race date. Now, you have two different tracks in, in the same market, so do you think that won't be a big deal for people to to deal with, right, as far as... I see it eventually that National Super Speedway may host an all-star event, maybe something else. I can't see them having two separate facilities this close to each other right. tapping on the market for ticket sales. And if you're doing, if you're spending all of this money to upgrade the fairgrounds raceway, I think it's going to win out in the long run. Now, what what is the long run? Is that two years? Is that three years? I don't know, but I can't see them uh, putting all of this capital improvement into the place and not having it be the preferred venue. Uh, speaking with Doug Rice here, the Performance Racing Network, as we talk some NASCAR here on uh, Southern Race Week Radio, and another big story that I was reading coming out of North Carolina was the uh, governor there signing the, a bill that is going to be distributing some money to uh, North Wilsboro, Rockingham, as well as Charlotte Motor Speedway. And I was looking online, and they're already doing some work over there at North Wilkesboro to try to uh, upgrade those facilities and and get things together there. I mean, that's a lot of money that's going to be invested in Rockingham, North Wilkesboro, as well as a Charlotte Motor Speedway. And this was kind of a thing I was thinking about the other day because, you know, I think those two venues, whether Rockingham or North Wilkesboro, would be a great venue to have one of the maybe uh, one year of the All-Star Race since it's in, it's in North Carolina, which is pretty much the, the hub of all the teams. So I think that'd be kind of a cool event or, or maybe some well, exhibition I, event. But I agree with you entirely. Uh, I think North Wilkesboro will get a big race eventually. They're getting $18 million from the state of North Carolina for infrastructure, water, power, all that stuff that you need to go. And the community is behind it 100%. They are working hard to try to make some magic at North Wilkesboro. And I could see that venue easily hosting an all-star race. Let's face it, it's less than an hour drive from Charlotte where the race teams are. They want something for a non-points race to be as close to their backyard as they can find. And and North Wilkesboro, in my mind, 
provides that perfect venue. Now, I had no inside information at some point in time, and I never thought this would happen, that North Wilkesboro will be awarded some prestigious event, whether it's an all-star race, a cup race. Who knows? You may be able to bounce these events around. One thing we found out now is that NASCAR is not afraid to move events and change the way they do things. Do you think a lot of these moves and and things that they're doing in NASCAR is trying to – I know, as you said, they they kind of boomed and maybe lost sight of a lot of their fans, you know, diehard fans who were who loved racing in North Wilkesboro, Rockingham, all these classic tracks, um, and they're trying to appeal back to that those those hardcore fans. I I do, I honestly do, uh, and I feel like NASCAR was never as popular in the late '90s and the early 2000s as they thought it was. It it. It had a trend. It had some hot drivers. They sold a lot of tickets. TV ratings were good. But it it was never going to be as big as the NFL or MLB. It just wasn't. And and then it kind of fell in on itself. You know, of course, the economy took a, a, a horrible turn. They lost a lot of energy that way. Uh, they made some poor marketing decisions. They went to places with two races that couldn't support them and tracks that, frankly, weren't that exciting, and the racing reflected that. I mean, Chicagoland Speedway is gone. It'll, it'll never be reopened because, frankly, it wasn't a very good venue. Uh, and these, these mile-and-a-half tracks that became the rage uh, soon became the antithesis of that, and nobody wanted anything to do with them. So uh, I, just, I just think a lot of things have changed, and I think they're trying to get back to the base of what made the sport popular. Mr. Rice, if our listeners want to keep up with you on social media and follow along what's going on with NASCAR in the offseason and everything that's going on with you, where can they go to uh, follow you, my friends? It's easy to do. Just find me on Twitter at Riceman61, and uh, the majority of it is about uh, NASCAR because I have to respect the fact that I've got some followers there and they, they want NASCAR information, but you will you will hear about App State on there. And, <laughs> and of course, a month ago, there was a lot of Brave stuff on there, too. Oh, and how about the Falcon stuff? Uh, there's not much to talk about. Uh, it's just, they're just a really bad football team. And I love the Atlanta Falcons. I have spent thousands of dollars on merch over the years, but they're just, they're just not very good. And that's, that's a long rebuild. I'm, oh yeah. I'm really right now. I'm more interested in getting Freddie Freeman re-signed than anything else in the sports world. Oh, believe me. The entire city of Atlanta is, uh, it's, is, uh, uh following yeah. you on that uh, thought too, uh, my friend. Uh, well, Mr. Rice, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We really appreciate you, uh, always uh, so generous with your time with us here on Southern Racing Radio. You're, you're a great friend of the show and uh, we always appreciate you joining us. So thank you so much. Enjoy your, your holiday season and the new year. And we'll talk to you again in 2022 as we get, Set to uh, go for the clash over there in uh, right. Los Angeles. Yeah, I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that. We'll have a Merry Christmas and a wonderful New Year. I'm Jacqueline Drake with the Cars Tour, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello, and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie. Continuing on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast available for you every Monday on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud, but we are very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here into the program this week. He is the winner of the Camping World Truck Series Championship for the year 2021. He drives the number 99 Toyota Tundra for 
Thor Sports Racing. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in uh, from an undisclosed location with a beautiful banner displaying that championship trophy behind him. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Ben Rhodes! Uh, Mr. Rhodes, uh, thank you so much for taking time to uh, join us this week. On a Southern Race Week Radio, their champion. How is that? Uh, are you still digesting the fact that you are this year's uh, Camping World Truck Series champion? How how is that rolling off the tongue for you? Yeah, definitely, um, definitely digesting it. It's been pretty surreal, to be honest with you. Um, it doesn't feel real, and I'm finding that um, the more I do events, and the more they tell me, the less real it feels. <laughs> Well, congratulations. You win in the Phoenix as a one of four drivers competing for the Camping World Truck Series Championship. You came out on top. Um, a lot of great racing there. The Truck Series is always great when it comes to racing. You guys do such a great job. It's so much fun to watch Camping World Truck Series races because you guys are so competitive. The bumping, the beating, the banging, the racing is so exciting to watch. And going into that race at Phoenix, what were your how, how were you taking the pressure of knowing that you could have been, you know, a champion? How, how was that day for you leading up to getting the green flag and then getting out there and, and leaving it all out there on the track? Yeah, man. Hey, the pressure was, um, the pressure was there. I'm not going to lie. You know, the stakes are high and look, there was a lot on the line. So I felt it from the time we left Martinsville going to Phoenix. But once I got to Phoenix, I felt pretty relaxed, really. I felt like, um, you know, we could do what we needed to do, and I didn't need to just sit there and worry about it. I could relax, know that I've got a fast truck, a good team, and what happens is going to happen. So, you know, if I'm going to sit there and worry about it, maybe I'll stress myself out and I won't perform as good. So I made sure to get good sleep, good food, and do everything right, um, taking care of myself the best I could. But the pressure was there, I'm not going to lie. And, I mean, you have yourself, as you mentioned, your team. You had We were talking a little bit earlier before we went on the air here about you didn't really have an opportunity to celebrate with your team uh, that championship night because you're, you know, hustling, doing media stuff, and they were kind of doing their thing and getting home. And I know that this is a big team sport. It's not just you behind the, the, the wheel driving. It's also those guys who get out there and make those pit stops, change those tires, make sure you got gassed up and everything. So you said that you've had a, you had an opportunity to celebrate with your team uh, earlier. So how was it like being able to, to celebrate this championship with your team? And, 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 and tell me about your team, because obviously you're not going to win a championship unless everyone steps up their game uh, besides yourself. So how important is it for you to have that trust and, the dependent, uh, and to be able to depend on, the, on those crew members to make sure you get in and get out of those pit stalls as quickly as you can and, and be able to maintain those leads and, and keep yourself out there in front. Like you said, the team's very important. This is a team sport. And people don't realize that. I didn't know who my crew chief was until about two weeks before Daytona. Um, but I was, I, I knew him. I just didn't know he was going to be my crew chief. And Rich Lucius is my crew chief. I've, I've known him for a long time and I've always been a fan of his. I, I we were friends and we always would joke around and, and kept everything light for years and years. And, um, it was cool because, you know, having that kind of friendship prior to becoming, you know, you know, like guys that are working together, uh, it makes it nice. It made that transition a lot easier. Um, you know, but the thing is, I still had to learn his lingo. We never worked together. So that's a whole nother level of, you know, communication that we never had. Um, so yeah, we figured it out. We, we, we worked on it pretty quick, but 
you know, we got a couple wins right off the bat with the crew that I've never been with before. Um, but then as the season went on, everybody growed, everybody matured and um, everybody kind of figured each other out, which was really nice. And I was just having that conversation with them yesterday. Like, you know, think about where we came from our, you know, meal that we had together before we left for Daytona, we had a big team meal and where we are now, we're about to do the same exact thing today. We're going to sit down, have the meal at the same exact place and just kind of think about the season, reflect on it and how much things have changed, but how much they stayed the same. And I got to say, I'm so proud of them. They've, they've done an amazing job and the maturity level that they've, they've grown into from the start of the season. It's, it's phenomenal. And that's where the championships come from. You know, you gotta, you gotta grow and expand. And if you don't grow, you're going to die. Speaking with Ben Rhodes here, your camping world truck series champion for uh, 2021. And now we are here. The off season is Finally arrived. You have a few months to relax and rest before you get back out there to Daytona to kick off the 2022 season. So uh, how do you how do you relax during the offseason? What do you like to do to, to unwind, maybe, you know, get yourself in a, a nice different place before you get ready uh, for Daytona? I know with this offseason is going to be crazy because you are a champion. You'll be defending that championship. But what do you like to do to kind of unwind and relax a little bit? Yeah, well, I mean, you kind of hit the point there. Um <laughs> I think we got a new event every week now. Um, so I've got something to look forward to every week. I, I actually really don't like off seasons. I'd rather be racing. I don't want, I don't want to take a vacation off from what I love to do. You know, I love it. So why do I need a vacation? Right. So, um, but you know what, Hey, I'm going to get to spend some time with friends and family that I don't get to see very often with a busy schedule. So that's going to be really fun. Um, but yeah, we have new events every week. We're going to have like a parade and open house. There's an event out in Texas. There's burnouts that we're doing. We've got the banquet. We've got champions week. It's, there's a lot going on. So a lot to plan for a short amount of time, really, when you look at the off season, um, and between all of that, of course, we've got the holidays too. So it'll be here before we know it. Um, I think we've got a couple commercial shoots to do now. So it's, it's, it, there's a lot going on short amount of time, really, when you start looking at just a couple months with with, you know, X amount of time that people always take off for the holidays. Um, so I'm, look, it's going to go by fast and I'm thankful for that because I'm ready to be back in the truck now. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you in the truck, especially here at our home track at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So uh, really excited to see you come out there and, and race out there at, at the new uh, generation of, of racing. Are you looking forward to uh, seeing the new track there at Atlanta Motor Speedway when you guys come out? Yeah. I'm, look, I'm excited for that. It's a change. I'm, I'm always big on changes, but I got to admit, I would have rather, much rather seen other tracks change than Atlanta because I loved Atlanta the way it was. I know I know the asphalt was delaminating and coming apart and they were having problems, but gosh darn it, old asphalt is the best asphalt. I, I love it. Like, you know, it's, it's hard to explain, but the feeling you get as a driver, it's just, it's the number one asphalt the race on. I mean, like you, you just, when you go to a worn out surface, there's nothing better. I mean, you got the comers and goers, it's just a good feeling. So a little bit hurt. But, but it's a new racetrack now, and that makes me excited too. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm excited. Well, Mr. Rhodes, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us this week here, champion, on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. If our listeners want to follow you on social media, keep up with what's going on with you during the offseason and, and during the season, where can they go to, to follow you around and keep up with you? Well, BenRhodes.com is my website, but check me out at, at BenRhodes on uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. I do all of those, but I'll say I'm, I'm usually most active on the Twitter just because it seems to be easier for me. Um, I'm not the most active driver, but I, I mean, I try. I'm not number one on, on, on the Twitter sphere, but I do try to do, you know, I do some tweeting and 
Who knows? Maybe some of it gets retweeted. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's Jeb Burton, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie continuing on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And our next guest joining us here on Southern Race Week Radio is also has been so generous and a friend of the show, always um, willing to take a little bit of time to join us here on the program as he talks about his year and what he's got coming up. In 2022, as we head on over to the Food Depot hotline and welcome in driver for Rev Racing, ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Raja Karu. Mr. Karuth, uh, thank you so much once again for taking time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great holiday season, my friend. Hey, Alfred. Thanks Thanks for having me, man. I'm, I'm great. You had a very successful year in the Arca Menard Series as uh, you finished third overall in the standings. You had two top fives, three top tens, and three top 15s as you competed for Rookie of the Year honors this week. So uh, just an impressive year for you. I know you've done a lot more than that as well, but as far as looking back on this year, Raja, and everything you've accomplished and done, uh, what to you stands out as the, the highlight of a 2021 for you as far as your racing season in the Arkham and art series? Um, I think it's hard to pick one highlight from this year. Um, to be honest, Alfred, I think like there are some, some like high points, uh, definitely that like Pensacola was great for the second one for the majority of that race. Dover was great. So we, we were right front. Bristol was good. If I had to pick one, I'd honestly have to say, I guess Salem, because I think that was the most complete race. I really did this year that that um, I guess resulted in a, a good finish, and so um, I think that that was probably the highlight of the year finishing there there just because we finished third, but practice didn't go the best. But um, I felt like I did what I was supposed to do, and I, I did good for throughout the race and didn't tear up anything. So um, in the Arca car, I said I would say probably Salem was was the best was the highlight of the year. To, to say one thing. Now you are with Rev Racing. The, the, that's the current team you're you're with right now in the Arkham and Art Series. How much helpfulness was it for you to be with that team with Rev Racing? Because it's not only yourself, but you got a great stable of competitive drivers that I'm sure you learned a lot from. They probably learned a lot from you. Uh, how was that like working with Rev Racing this year? It's been awesome to uh, to be a part of Rev Racing just because of the people here really just teach me so much about just not even not even on the racetrack stuff but on off the racetrack stuff and and uh doing uh what it takes to to be successful right so um i think having a good support system here and and people i can rely upon on this race team um has been great and i've been very thankful to have that opportunity with with max eagle and everybody at uh, this team and, and ask our guy for diversity Speaking with Rev Racing driver Raja Karut here on a Southern Race Week Radio. And now as we take a look at what's coming up for you in 2022, you got a lot going on. You're going to be driving part-time next season in the Xfinity Series, which I'm sure for you is extremely exciting. So tell me a little bit about the deal you got going on with Alpha Prime Racing to compete next season part-time in the Xfinity Series. So next year, I'll luckily fortunately be be able to not only compete for a driver's championship in the Arkham Menard series at Rev, but also uh race in the Xfinity series part time in Alpha Prime Racing. So 
Um, I'm excited for that to uh, to go try to win the chip in, in ARCA, but to uh, get some valuable experience, hopefully kind of under the radar and, and have speed, but obviously not uh, put myself in bad spots and, and make it to the ends of these longer races and um, not tear up anything. So um, overall, I'm extremely excited to have this opportunity with Tommy, Caesar, and everybody at, at Alpha Prime. And uh, I'm ready to get to work. Well, the work's really already started, but yeah. um, I'm really excited for uh, for testing in January and then getting ready for the year in February. And then April uh, was my first start at Richmond. Now, besides Richmond, uh, have they told you what are the races you'll be competing in or as, as far as a number of races you'll be racing this season, or is that still kind of a an up-in-the-air situation? Um, so I'll do six races next year, um, and we're still working on finalizing our sponsorship for those races. So we'll do um, Richmond and Dover in April. We'll do Pocono and Kansas when we're there with the uh, Arkham Menard series, and then to end the year, um, I'll do Martinsville and Phoenix. So um, I'm extremely excited to be in the car back-to-back weeks at the end of next year, um, just because I think that's going to pay dividends, similar to how um, it was months in between races in the ARCA car on the east side this year from uh, Pensacola and at the end of February to um, Dover and Nashville and Dover at the beginning of May. And so um, I think having the, that repetition is going to be awesome. Now, Raja, I know that Bubba Wallace is someone that you respect and look up to, and I'm sure at some point you want to be able to race against him in the Cup Series. Uh, last week, I spoke with your teammate, LeVar Scott, and I asked him how he felt about your advancement and and being a part of the Xfinity Series next year, and he got really excited. He was really fired up to see you making that jump into the next level and had a lot of respect for you and what you, the route you took to get to where you are today. As you get set to continue your career, because it's only going to get hopefully better and and bigger for you as you continue to advance and get some experience in the Xfinity Series, so hopefully that will lead you to the the Cup Series. How does it feel to know that you've you've garnered a lot of respect from the people that you race with who respect you and your talents to be able to know that they might have an opportunity and maybe a chance to do what you're doing and advancing into the next levels in the NASCAR Series, whether it's Trucks, Xfinity, or even the Cup Series? Um. That's a loaded question. I mean, I I feel definitely humbled to receive that respect. Um, so that just motivates me more to uh, do what I'm supposed to do on and off the racetrack. Um, from whether it's it's exercising and working out to doing my homework on time to um, really just spending time in the race shop doing the errands that I I need to do, uh, practicing, managing my money well. I think just making sure I'm making sure my, my days are complete and, and thorough is what I can do to make the most of it. And, um, I'm at the end of the day, Alfred, I'm just really honored and, and excited. So, uh, come next year, I'll be ready to uh, get in the car off the gate and get ready to go win races. Well, Raja, uh, you know, I'm excited. I've, you know, getting to know you, I've become a huge fan of yours and, and I'm so excited to see the progress and, and what you've done with yourself and very excited to see you, uh, in the Xfinity series, next year debuting there and and hopefully just this is the start of a a huge career for you my friend because you definitely are a great individual a great young man on and off the uh the racetrack for sure so we're only excited to see the progress of raja karuth and if our listeners want to be a part of that and see how you are progressing and see what's coming up for you and keep up with what your progress will be uh where can they go to keep up with you and follow along with your um brilliant career Head of my website, www.rogercruz.com. 
So you can see uh, my social media on there and on my social media, I'm active. So y'all see what I'm doing on a daily basis. Uh, my Twitch is on there and you can see that uh, I actively sim race on iRacing and, and stream. Um, and then our merchandise is on there as well. So um, get yourselves some uh, Roger Cruz shirts and, and hats and stuff. And then um, got um, our schedule will be there as well, along with our sponsors. So um, just Go over, head over to rogercruise.com. Anything you would like to know, it's, it's on the website. And uh, thank you guys for the support. Yeah, and check out the Twitch channel. I watch it often and also subscribe to it as well. So, Mr. Cruise, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio, dude. We always appreciate your time. Um, enjoy the rest of your holiday season, and we'll catch back up with you, of course, the next year to catch up with your progress. So thank you so much, sir. Thanks, Alfred. I appreciate it. Hello, race fans. This is Rob Ramage at Texas Motor Speedway, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello, and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. We continue on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. But we're uh, honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here into the program, a great friend of the show, a great short track driver here from the state of Georgia. He did very well in 2021. We're going to break down his year and get in some of the highlights of what he accomplished uh, this year as we head on over to the Food Depot hotline and welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Blaze Mr. Crawford, uh, thank you so much for taking time yet again to join us this week on Southern Race Street Radio. Hopefully you're having a great holiday season, my friends. Yeah, thank you for having me once again. Uh, no problem. I'm always glad to have a great friend of the show. You've uh, been so generous of your time here. I wanted to kind of give you an opportunity to recap your year. You, you've accomplished a lot this year. So let me ask you, of, of everything you've done this year as far as your short track racing career and what you've been having going on, what for you is the jumps out at you is probably the, the top memory of what you've done this year in 2021. Oh man. Uh, definitely, uh, getting, um, onto Elliott Sather Esports for, uh, my iRacing endeavors. That deal started in about July and just, it's been seriously just a dream come true to take, uh, my iRacing career to the next level. So let's talk about that because iRacing has become a huge thing. It really caught on during COVID, when there was no racing, there was no sports going on, and NASCAR was able to find a way to at least get us a little bit of a glimpse of, of live racing with iRacing. And I don't think a lot of fans knew about what it was until the NASCAR Pro Invitational. And now it seems to be just blowing up everywhere. Now there's these sites where you can go to watch them. When you go to NASCAR.com or any of the racing sites, there's a lot of talk about iRacing. So how did this deal come to you? Uh, yeah, I would, um, first I would argue that, um, COVID was one of the best things really for iRacing to, uh, for, for to happen for iRacing. Um, the exposure that they've gotten in the past year and a half is just completely insane. People have started to realize that iRacing is the real deal. The closest thing you're going to get to actually being out on track. Um, and it's just gonna, it's gonna go and be bigger year after year after year. And um, I'm super glad to be able to have my part in it. Um, and then this year, earlier this year, we ran uh, the Road to Pro qualifying series. And I didn't have a certain team that I was running with. So I kind of created my own little thing with a group of people. And then by the end of that first round, I was reached out to by um, a friend I have over there on Elliott Southern. Got this deal hooked up with for next year and just been 
kind of doing a little bit of this and that practice races and stuff the past few months, uh, getting ready for next year. Before this whole deal came together, I know a lot of young drivers use iRacing as a way to explore tracks they haven't been to or get some seat time. Were you a big iRacing guy, like, or how long have you been doing iRacing? Uh, so I started iRacing in, I think, about March of 2016. Um, I was very into it my freshman and sophomore year, and then kind of shied away from it a little bit in 2018 through 2019. And then about the start of 2020, a little bit before COVID started, I kind of got I jumped back on the sim, and uh, ever since then I've been really taking it trying to take it to the next level. Uh, speaking with Blaze Crawford here, a uh, short track driver and now uh, uh, racing driver, and uh, it's going to be very exciting. So tell me about the, the series that you'll be a part of when you do start this up next year. Yeah, so uh, next year, I believe the format is it'll be 11 races in the first round, um, one race every week starting in March, I believe, and then the top 70 in the overall points after that will move on to the next round to further make your way in to getting closer to the Coke series for iRacing. Now, have you had an opportunity to speak with Mr. Sadler and, and kind of, uh, and, 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 you know, that's, uh, he's a, he's a big, he's a big name. I mean, he's definitely a big name when it comes to the world of NASCAR. Have you had an opportunity to speak to him and, and what kind of advice or what kind of tips has he given you so far? Oh yeah. Elliot's, uh, he's been super involved for, with our team. It's that's super incredible to have such an awesome influence as our, as our team name, Elliot Sadler Esports, um, I've gotten to talk with him several times, uh, learn some things from him. He's very knowledgeable in what he knows on a race car, and he's helped us out in many ways with built setting, building setups and stuff like that. Uh, just a great guy, just down to earth, and gotten many situations when I've been able to talk to him. He's told us stories about how um, – things he used to do back in racing and things they would try for setup wise. It's been such a cool learning experience from him. You dominated a Thursday Thunder Atlanta Motor Speedway. You've done so many cool things. Um, like as far as the Thursday Thunder series, tell us a little bit about that series and, and how well you've been, you race there. Yeah. And no doubt 2020 was just such an incredible year uh, of racing for me. Um, I think we came out with about, I think 17 wins out of 26 races, I would believe. Um, it was just an incredible year. Uh, this past year, I haven't really done any racing in 2021 except for a couple one-off races down in Cordial. Um, but I've gotten to begin to learn the behind-the-scenes uh, stuff with racing and legend cars, and I've gotten to learn how to work on race cars a lot more this year. Got a few opportunities to work with some pretty big teams that come out of uh, – North Carolina and a team here and um, just seriously I've learned so much and it's been such an incredible year. And I know a lot of these guys who do the iRacing series especially those who are already drivers before they start iRacing I mean it's a great opportunity for you to make some contacts and connections and I know a lot of these drivers who do race in iRacing have moved on to Xfinity trucks or something like that is that kind of the is that kind of what you're hoping will happen here with this experience? Uh, really, I'm just, uh, I, I just want to have fun with it. You know, yeah. um, it's, there's definitely a lot of upside potential in sim racing. Uh, I believe there will be a lot more money involved in the next coming years. And I truly think that a lot of people are going to make a career out of this. That would be really cool to do. Um, I'm not sure what my, uh, real life racing plans are going forward. 
Um, but I'm I'm just having a having a good time on the sim right now. Now, Mr. Crawford, if our listeners want to keep up with you and keep up with what's going on with you and Elliot Sadler e racing and all of that, where where can they go to keep up with you and and follow along with what's going on with your career? Yeah, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Blaze Crawford Four. Um, we have a Facebook page called Elliot Sadler Esports. You can keep up with everything we have going on um, in the coming years. Well, Mr. Crawford, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. You're always very generous with your time, and we always appreciate that. So thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, enjoy the rest of your holidays and the new year, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again in 2022 as you get closer to debuting there in March. Thank you, sir. This is Larry McReynolds of NASCAR on Fox, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie. Wrapping up our final episode of the season of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And don't forget, the podcast will be available for you on Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So if you want to listen back to this week's episode or check out any of our previous episodes of Southern Race Week Radio, you can do all of that at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. As I mentioned, that's correct. This will be our final new episode of Southern Race Week Radio. We're going to take some time off to enjoy the holiday season, but we'll be back with a new season of Southern Race Week Radio in mid-January as we get set for the kickoff of the new season for NHRA, IndyCar, as well as NASCAR as well. So very excited. Uh, It's going to be the blink of an eye before the Daytona 500 will kick things off in the NASCAR Cup Series. And then also don't forget about the clash that will be taking place at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. So a lot of excitement as we get set for NASCAR racing in 2022, along with the NHRA and IndyCar as well. We'll always keep you updated on the latest in racing news and information via our Facebook and Twitter page. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week and also follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. And don't forget, you can follow our fearless leader at WB Radio Network and yours truly at Alfie underscore 19. There's also an email address. If you ever want to email us, let us know what's going on with your racing program, or maybe you got a driver you're interested in getting on the program. Well, let me know about it. You can email me anytime at srwradio at yahoo.com. That's srwradio at yahoo.com. So uh, thank you so much for joining us yet again for another season of Southern Race Week Radio. We've got best of Southern Race Week Radio starting for you next week as we get uh, to uh, to enjoy the holiday season. And then we'll be back with, as I said, fresh new episodes of Southern Race Week Radio in mid-January of 2022. So enjoy the holiday season. 